0: On this episode of AV Week, we wrap up Infocom. Infocom Connected happened virtually this year, but we still talk with Mike Blackman and Dave Labuscus, also having a conversation with Corey Schaefer, Matt Scott, and Jeremy Caldera, getting the perspective of exhibitors as well as presenters and integrators. All that and more next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This, this is AV. This this, this this. is, is AV Nation. Nation.
0: This is AV Nation. This is AV Week, episode 461, recorded Friday, June 19th, 2020. Hope takes courage. Support for AV
2: Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED. Innovative audio solutions for every business environment.
0: This is AV Week, your weekly wrap up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Typically, this Friday, I would be joined by a plethora of audiovisual uh, royalty and smarts and everything. Uh, we should be in Las Vegas. We should be surrounded by people. There should be a crowd of people in front of me, and Matt Scott should be giving me crap for something or other. That last part's still going to happen because he's on this show.
3: But yeah, like right now.
0: Yeah, right now. Yeah, um, right now. Uh, this is Infocom week. Um, and typically, what we would do is we would have a cavalcade of folks come through and say, How was your week? What did you learn? What new products did you see? We're still going to do that because Infocom still happened, although virtually. Uh, typically, I would start with, with two of my favorite people in the entire AV world, uh, Mike Blackman and Dave Lobuskas. Still going to do that. So to kick this off, uh, Mr. Dave Lobuskas, who was our host this week, and Mike Blackman. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Tim. Absolutely, sir. So let's kick this off. Dave, you, you started uh, the, the, your keynote for Infocom, talked about not a new normal. And I, I was on a couple of sessions and I said, I don't like the new normal. I don't like the pivot and, and something else. I don't remember what I said. Um, you said this is not a new normal. It's a path to a better normal.
4: what do you mean by that? I, I don't know who it was that said this and I should have looked it up because I've probably quoted him a thousand times, but never let a, um, never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, Ron Emanuel, Thank you. Um, there's going to be a new normal and that's going to happen um, passively. Yeah. It, it reminds me a bit also of uh, a quote that the woman at our Avixo um, Women's uh, Breakfast uh, presented, which was that um, optimism is easy, hope takes courage. Um, I, I What I meant by it is that uh, as we as we move on beyond this, we we should be looking at how do we create a better world. Um, and if we accept the fact that the audiovisual industry is about connecting people to people and about creating experiences, then we should acknowledge that we have something to contribute to making this world a better place.
0: All right, you. Um...
4: In late March, early April, you and I sat
0: down, um, probably one of the hardest days of, of your tenure, uh, if I had to guess, when you said that we're not doing uh, Infocom this year in person. Uh, at the time, you didn't know what you were going to do, uh, and we talked about that. And two weeks later, um, you uh, helped us uh, at Aviation kick off our, our commercial Learn From Home event, and at that uh, keynote and that talk, you said, we're doing this. This is, we're doing Infocom Connected. When everything settles and, and you know, the, the numbers that, that, you know, Joey Lloyd, um, gave me this, this morning was you had 20,000 registrations, right? Uh, which if you look at, you know, people are going to look at numbers. I would still say that that's a pretty significant number, uh, for, you know, two and a half months of, of preparation and, and promotion. 40% of those folks were international. You guys purposely, um, Catered to folks internationally as well as domestically in the states, uh, over a thousand exhibitor meetings. Walk me through and talk to Dave Lebuskus back in early April and would you tell him that this is a success, that everything that he did from the first of April until now is is you know we we hit the nail
4: I don't think there's ever been a period that I've talked to Dave Lebuskus of the past and said everything you've done was a success okay. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I think, and, and this was not my success. This was the success of the industry, the success of our exhibiting partners, the success of my team, um, the, the, what they what they delivered. You're right. I mean the timing. I, of course, I remember March 30th, and you and I having a conversation probably about this time that afternoon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a it was a bad uh, that was a a tough time. But um, what they what what they created and what they delivered um, uh, so far exceeded my expectations. Uh, and they they did something that's never been done before. Really, a large scale. International virtual trade show. Um, there's been lots of experiments, but but nothing that's ever been done like that before. Uh, Rochelle, who uh, runs our expo, Rochelle Richardson, um, was talking about the fact that um, now everybody is an expert in the room um, because because we know more than anybody else does about doing it because nobody else has done it. Um, we certainly aren't experts, though, as far as knowing everything we need to know. Um, My hope for this show was that we would be able to provide a platform for the exhibitors that um, depend upon Infocom for uh, the marketplace it creates, and that we would um, be able to hold the spot in everybody's mind and calendar uh, for Infocom, and that we would break even because um, obviously we're in an environment where we, we couldn't be in a situation where we're just throwing money at problems. None of us can be doing that anymore, right? Um, we, exceeded on, we, we, we succeeded on all of those. Uh, exceeded, actually, I think, on all of those. Um, most importantly, if you remember I just said hold a place in people's mind and calendar for Infocom. What I, what I took out of this experience, what I, what I experienced yesterday evening during the happy hour and throughout Twitter, um, wasn't actually about the mind and calendar of, uh, Infocom. It was about the heart of our association. And, and I saw that for three days and, um, yeah, I, I, I just am overwhelmed, actually, by that and by the strength of our community, and uh, I am filled with hope. Yeah, absolutely, and and I would I would
0: take a slight issue with you because just like people do with me, uh, you are the head of that organization and the head of that team, so you, their success reflects from you. So you also had a hand in that. So, um, Mike, I want to bring you on this, and there, there's a reason I enjoy. Um, having Mike and Dave on together. Um, It's one of the fringe benefits of being me and and being at the head of this organization. I get to pick who I talk to. These two guys are off of the camera, off the mic, are some of the, uh, seriously, together, they are an absolute blast. Um, And together, professionally, they are a team to be reckoned with. Um, Integrated Systems Europe, the biggest uh, trade show in the world uh, for AV. Vixa owns half of it these two guys along with us, um, uh, Timothy O'Connor from, from Cedia, um, last time we were all physically together was it, it at the ISA, right? Yeah. Um, Mike, you guys uh, put a, a, a release out this morning talking about you're already at 55,000 square meters for 2021. Um, you're already up above. You've got uh, nine dedicated areas, including um, content creation, which I think is fantastic. Mar- Married that with digital signage and digital out of home. You've got 14 conferences going on that week. This is all as we all moved to Barcelona. Yep. Obviously, none of us knew at the end of uh, the middle of February what was going to happen, what was going to transpire. Um, you've watched this, right? You're, you, you've you watched your, your cohorts on, on the Evixa side. What did you take away from this week? And and, wh- and you guys are already gearing up and, and p- making plans Or Barcelona, which is in February. What did you take away from this week that you guys are already able to be
2: be putting into place? I mean, the first thing I can say is hats off to the Omicron team. Rochelle and the team have done a great job, and everybody else in the rest of the organization um, with the uh, education, the keynotes, um, Dave, I saw yours. Um, You know, everything everything was just uh, in such a short space to put something like this together, I think is phenomenal. I say, you know, well done, really. Um, And I count myself as being very, very lucky that that team have been the guinea pigs. They're the ones who have done the pioneering and are making it easier for me because I would just take the best parts of that and use it. Um, You know, it's a great experience to have to let someone else go first, especially when it's in your own organization and those people are willing to actually share those experiences and help you to be better. one thing that's always happened between ISE and and, uh, uh, and Infocom, um, you know, Infocom was always our big brother. So we learned always a lot and we copied things. And then we started to innovate. And then Infocom started to copy us and make it better. And then we copy what they did and make it better. So we have this evolution of ideas happening on a six-monthly basis that just helps us both just to deliver the best trade shows in the world for our business so you know what we're taking away are a lot of ideas we've seen some of the things that uh, we said wow you know that's we definitely have to do that somewhere we say okay we need to understand a little bit more what the intentions were and what the results have been um you know we haven't been on the inside of looking at everything we've we've logged in uh, as um, uh, attendees to experience it to actually Say okay, we need to understand the attendee point of view to say they're getting value out of this. So you know what we've taken away is that this can be done, uh, and I think twenty thousand registrations I think is an absolute phenomenal figure. Um, you know, if if they had gone away with half of that, I'd said they, they they did well, but twenty thousand is just absolutely unbelievable. So really well done. On yeah, that. absolutely.
0: And one of the things is you mentioned, you know, getting the the feedback from folks. they were able to show show you, you know, the good parts, but also the scars that they've gotten over the last two months. You know, and and some of the, the drawbacks. Um, I'm going to start with you on this mic, but also with, with you, Dave. This is not the only; these two shows are not the only ones that either of you do, right? Uh, both of you produce other shows throughout the world. Um, we're talking with the folks at Infocom India right now. They're planning towards for the end of November. Um, Mike, there are different reports uh, here in the States. Uh, the Wall Street Journal has been, has been reporting that there are two uh, pharmaceutical companies that are getting ready to start trials of a vaccine, first of July. Uh, the UK. reported the other day there is a steroid that they've been using to treat people who already uh, tr- uh, contracted COVID-19. You look at reports like that and you look at the other association uh, shows that both you and, and Dave are a part of it and, and responsible for. Are you looking at this? And are you are you uh, optimistic towards the end of the year and into the next year? CES, uh, the CTA has already said CES is happening regardless, come hell or high water. That's going to happen in Vegas in January. So we do all that, and all of us are, are planning for various you know things happening in the fall. When you look at that, is that is that positive to you, or is it still some sort of uh, of no, no, res- reservation?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely positive. And uh, you should actually follow the news that uh, UFI, the Union for International, this is the worldwide organization uh, for trade show organizers. There's another associated organization uh, in the U.S. called SISO, Society of Independent Show Organizers. And we all, you know, this is a very close network. And I can say in some ways I was fortunate to be sitting with these people um, just before ISE. And it's nice to actually, in some ways, when you end up in a crisis like this, uh, to have, to be w- together with people of the same ilk and say, hey, I'm not alone. Uh, so what actually happens is when we're all going out and saying, we're gonna be doing shows, we give confidence not only to each other, but to business. You know, trade shows are so important to the economy, every economy, um, and you know, they, they drive a lot of business for small and large companies everywhere. And this is a, a very, very strong message going out to actually getting the economy back up and running and creating a different norm, as Dave would say. And um, uh, it's, uh, you know, we need it. We need it. It was getting on a plane this week and going to another event was quite, it was strange, you know, getting on putting on lace-up shoes for the first time months. And, uh, <laughs> um, but actually going somewhere and meeting people um, you know, I was meeting a lot of uh, the European heads of uh, uh, companies like Panasonic and Samsung, etc. there. And everybody is just dying to have face-to-face events. So every bit of news that goes out that any event which is actually happening is a big boost and a major vote of confidence about getting the economy back up and running. Um, you saw the release from uh, Barcelona. They will start their events in uh, uh, September. Uh, Munich uh, all, all over Germany, they they've given a commitment to, to, to start trade shows back up and running in September. And these are the things that I'm saying, if we can actually deliver good shows between now and ISC, we are so confident that we will have a good show. I'm glad to see the messages coming from CES. You'll see messages coming from us as well. Um, because we're all very keen. It's not just, yes, we have a business to run and we want our business to be successful, but we also look at our industry and realize that we are a core part to it, and it's not just us. It's a whole, um, uh, um, whole, a whole world of this around uh, um, of, of what's going on, and we all rely on each other. Um, and you know, this is, these are good messages,
0: well, and you guys in your release talk about you know, partnering with the local hospital and local medical staff as well, making sure that you, you've done everything you can. Uh, Dave, same, similar question. Do you, do you look at the, these reports and go, yes, absolutely. This is, this is absolutely positive, you know, with the, the exception of a, a possible second wave. And we can talk about that as, as the year goes on. But we are sitting here in the middle of, Ju- of June incredible leaps have been made in the last three months since, since the last time we all got together, that has to be, you know, a positive. And as, as you talked with other business leaders, uh, Sean Wargo, this, this week talked about the, the forecast, you know, uh, the, the information you guys are getting back from, from your dealers and your members. You, you is this a positive as we're heading into the, the second half
4: of the year? Yeah, of course. Um, I think, uh, d- at the forefront of all of the decisions, and this is another one of those cliches that you have to make sure you're not saying as a cliche, is the health and safety of oh, yes. the exhibitors, the attendees. Um, the Not only are we making progress on how to treat and or potentially develop a vaccine for this disease, but we're also... Learning more and more about how to reduce transmission, how to have gatherings that are safe. You know, uh, Mike alluded to the Oktoberfest, and you know, a, a trade show is a controlled environment, right? You can control who's there, when they're there, how, what direction they're heading in. Um, all of all of that will contribute to an environment of safety. Um, people people are going to go through. Uh, a progression of being allowed to go out being willing to go out and wanting to go out right and and they're all going to go through that progression at different paces uh people in my family are going through that in different paces i would i would jumped on that plane with mike yesterday without a second of hesitation but there are people that are very close to me that wouldn't even dream of doing that and that's okay and i think i think as we look forward with these trade shows i mean this is a this is a huge industry the exhibition industry the I think hundreds, if not hundreds of billions, if not trillion dollars of um, revenue and, and economic impact from this industry. Um, we w- we were going to, f- we're going to figure it out. Um, but we're going to, we're going to need to make sure that we are uh, letting the attend, letting all the people feel safe. Right. Yep. And I think some of that's going to involve giving them an ability to curate their experience, right? Some people will be happy to be in the crowd. Other people maybe are going to want to come in and see the products and meet with people at seven o'clock in the morning during restricted time or later in the evening. Some people will make a decision to go to a social event. Other people will make a decision to minimize their socialization. I think. I think, as with all challenges, it's going to give us opportunities to innovate. But I, the, I am every positive piece of news about. COVID is exciting for me, for any of us that are in this industry. I mean, let's, let's look at the reality. The vast majority of Avix's revenue is through trade shows, which is gathering fifty to 100,000 people together in a building. And um, so would, would I love it if this disease went away tomorrow? Absolutely. <laughs> is it going to? No. Um, but that's what smart people do then is start to figure out how do you, how do you deliver what is economically uh, irreplaceable and incredibly important while most importantly, ensuring that you're delivering it in a safe environment. Um, And we're going to, as Mike said, I mean, uh, in fact, I just was talking to somebody earlier today that, you know, I'm glad I've got ISE before I've got Infocom and we have, you know, we have Beijing before we have Mumbai and we have Mumbai before we have ISE. Uh And each of those, yes, are in different environments, different situations, different progression, but each of them will teach us. And then there will be hundreds of events that we aren't associated with that will take place between now and then.
2: I mean, just to, just to echo on that, what Dave says, Tim, is that the the, other, the nice thing about this industry, first, we're in a really good environment with the, the group of Infocom shows that we share information and we're sharing the best experiences of every single show to make sure the next one is even better. And that's even before COVID we've been doing this. We sit together and do this. Uh, you know, Dave sits there and uh, he's in that meeting as well. And uh, um, he says he treats us like, you know, siblings, you know, because we're all uh, having our little arguments. And uh, But, uh, you know, he controls it and makes sure, you know, Our dad there takes care of us and uh, runs the meeting. Um, But more so um, this whole industry, the, the, um, the AV industry, but also the trade show industry is sharing information because we're all very keen. It's, it's actually really fantastic to see that everyone is sharing information and not trying to actually uh, keep it for themselves because they realize the, the culmination of improvements is just going to be better for everyone long term. Um, We've, we've, We've put some new things out there, what uh, we're working with FerRI. you mentioned about the uh, risk management study they did with Aon and uh, the University Clinic of Barcelona, um, and just first to, to look and see what are the risks, um, and then based on that, how can they mitigate these? And they've shared this information, they've worked with others to actually see which are the best practices, and uh, everybody it's just going across Europe. so you know, no one's actually saying, okay, that's mine. I'm keeping it. I'm not going to share it, so I have an advantage. Everyone's sharing, and it's it's, it's good. So, I yes, I am very confident that we will have a show in February. There will be an ISE. Um, as Dave mentioned, there will be people who have concerns uh, and may want to come at different times. And what we're, what we're learning and looking at is saying, how do we satisfy them? How do we make them feel comfortable? and keep the business going and give them, give them and our exhibitors the experiences they require and the contact to customers that they need.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I that that's that is actually a good place for us to, to uh, transition. Uh, you gentlemen, uh, go ahead and hang out and, and listen to the folks who uh, you'll be serving and servicing uh, here in the next few months. Uh, first and foremost, Corey Schaefer from QSC. Welcome, ma'am.
1: Hey, good to be here, especially this week. It was a good week.
0: It was a good week. It was a good week. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Caldera from IAS. Welcome, sir. Hello, everyone. Uh, and last but not least, the uh, bane of my existence. Uh, I'm sorry. No, uh, Matt Scott from London, Ontario. How are you, sir?
3: That's almost hurtful, but oh, I guess it's I get it. not my intro. Yeah, <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> That's right? true. It's not That's intro. why I'm shocked.
0: Well, I'm great. How are you? you were on a, were a panel with me. Uh, Cal I'm caldera impressed. wasn't. Uh, but I did learn something this week. Um, do you know uh, what the word Caldera means? Your your last name actually has a has a meaning.
5: Well I, I do. I don't think you know.
3: I, I have so many. It so is many the it is the
0: crater left after a volcano erupts. Do you know how I know that? <laughs> because a trivia night you know, with it it info. Yeah. No, Infocom West. trivia this week. Uh, Infocom trivia this week. That was one of the questions. Was was what is a cal- What is the the name of the crater? Never mind. It was stupid. But I was told I had to work that into to the the show this week. So there we it was go. supposed to be me that did that, Tim. I'm
2: just... But you forgot. <laughs> so <laughs> I was I wasn't going to punk you out there. So yeah, um, well, <laughs> well, actually, for your next bit of trivia, I, I can give you mine. Is not as obvious as you think. It's actually an Irish Scottish name and okay. it's the man from the fence because then there's guys who work getting the top for whiskey it was black and they'd be sweating and doing this and their faces were black <laughs> as a result. Okay.
0: So more not trivia <laughs> so no, no more trivia. So we had trivia this week, right? We had happy hour last we're recording this on Friday. We had happy hour last night. Um Corey, I'm gonna start with you from from the exhibitor standpoint, but also from an attendee standpoint. Um How was this week? How was Infocom connected? How was virtual Infocom for you?
1: So uh, I think to this, I would have to speak more as an attendee this week than an exhibitor, even though we did exhibit. But you know, today's point about you know we're all this is new to all of us, and uh, we're learning a lot. And I would say from the from the exhibitor side. Uh, we need to learn this because we have more events this year that are virtual and we need to know how to do it better. And so as a company, we're going to analyze how it went for us. We have not yet done that um, and kind of do a postmortem because uh, we didn't have nearly as many meetings as we obviously typically would in person, you know, et cetera. But again, that's our, you know, we're We're learning our way through this and we need to learn how to do this because I think the future is going to be, I hope it is, uh, a hybrid, right? So in person as well as online. And I saw a lot of that dialogue happening uh, in the chat windows um, as an attendee. I really love the um, the experience being virtual because I was able to pick and choose uh, and attend events that I wouldn't normally get to do because an exhibitor, right? And so your schedule so busy and the hours were extended and then having things recorded and in Dave's keynote, having him mention my favorite CEO and the Avengers and, um, you know, uh, the board fireside chat, right, being able to spend that time with the board members and getting to um, hear them as real humans, right? And um, the fi- the virtual 5K, you know, so learning what things, you know, work well. The happy hour last night going into these small chats, it still allowed us to feel connected. I think there were a lot of really positive things and I applaud the association for uh, putting it together. And I think we as an exhibitor need to figure out how best to do this for us. And I would say that um, QSC, um, we, we, had, um, we had an experience, but we definitely need to improve our experience.
0: Okay, all right. Jeremy, as, as someone who is, has taught at Infocom before, but also as an ex, as a, attendee and somebody, you, know, you, you, you being the head of IAS, trying to get your folks in and out of, of sessions and, and getting education and getting them connected to the latest uh, products being announced, how was it for you guys this week?
5: I mean, we enjoyed it i like kind of like what Corey said, it was really nice as an attendee to be able to just jump into any session that I wanted to jump into because i mean although you you know you can get a package at, in Las Vegas where you can go to any of these sessions, sometimes they're at opposite ends of hallways or buildings or wherever, and it's 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 hard to get from one to the next for here you just you know backspace click enter, <laughs> and you're there right so uh you know from that perspective it it was it was really great um I was able to, you know, get some of my team to get trainings that uh, they normally, you know, would not be able to get as fast or as efficiently. So, you know, I do see some benefits to there being some hybrid stuff in the future, uh, just, you know, as an attendee. And as a presenter, you know, I, I did a piece yesterday, uh, the challenging part for our group yesterday, and it was uh, the business case for delivering AV experiences. That was the uh, thing that I was speaking at, right? And we were originally a four-hour training session, and we had to do it in 30 minutes, right? When you can't do what we could plan in four hours and 30 minutes, right? The conversation gets started, you answer a few questions, you're done, right? So for us, it was a challenge to just uh, figure out how to maximize that time so that, um, you know, the people attending our session would get the most out of it. Uh, and then maybe, you know, stimulate the idea that, uh, you know, we can expand on this, in the future at the next Infocom or the next trade show or somewhere else. Uh, and we can kind of bring that, uh, bring that to the masses and, you know, people, but to the same time, we probably had more attendees in our session than we would have normally had at the show too, right? Because the rooms only fit so many people, right? So, um, there's, there's a lot of wins, although it was very different. Uh, you know, the downfall of it being shorter, but there were some definite benefits to it. The, the I mentioned the, the fact, go my ahead. Corey.
1: My feet feel a lot better this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too my yeah, liver too yeah, <laughs> yeah good, good point
0: yeah uh yeah my my well my my pants don't fit any better than they usually would so because you know i'm sitting home and my wife's cooking um matt uh, caldera mentioned the fact that that your 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 sessions got shorter when when uh, we first started this conversation uh we were doing a session on the uh the hidden gems of the 10x10s uh, I think we had an hour uh, when we first started having this conversation, and we had 15 minutes yesterday, yesterday you, me, and, and Chris Netto. And you just say hi to Chris Netto, and you already burnt 15 minutes. So still, you know, beyond the fact that, that our, our time got more condensed, but hopefully the, the content got better, uh, you know, what else did you experience this week uh, coming out of uh, InfoCom Connected?
3: You know, I, I think the hard thing about these, these events is we don't really have a benchmark. So you don't really know what uh, you're comparing it to or you don't have something that that is an accurate uh, representation to go up against We're comparing this to you know anywhere from a day to a week in Vegas or Orlando with 40,000 of our closest friends hobnobbing and walking around and, and breaking bread and doing all the fun things that we get to do when we're in person and digitally that is that's just really hard to translate to. So I, I think the, I think the event came off flaw flawlessly that I saw, uh, so kudos to Dave and his, his whole team there, but it is different. It, it is very hard to, in the case of our, our presentation, sit down and burn through, uh, you know, what was, what could have easily been an hour, mm-hmm. uh, mainly cause you just put the three of us in a room. So you're going to get an hour. Um, but to to burn through that and and try to stay on topic with what you know, in my case, I was talking about well, trying to follow the chat, so i I kind of am reading the room, if you will. All of those things make it very, very difficult to achieve what you think you're going to provide because you're used to doing that in a public setting, you know, either just face to face, even uh, it, it's it's tough, but all in all, The sessions I attended were great. Uh, The happy hours were fantastic. The trade show floor side I found to be a, a little interesting. But again, what do you do? It's not the same as walking in to Corey's booth and saying, hi, Corey, and sitting down and chatting. You're just, it's very hard to do that until we you know, decide to go to like a ready player one situation. And we're just, we're not there and it probably doesn't make fiscal sense to even attempt that. But all in all, it, it was great. Uh, my, my biggest, uh, drawback I would say is that because I wasn't in Orlando or Vegas, uh, it's very hard to pull away from work. And it's very hard to, as much as it was in my calendar as, Hey, this entire week is going to be Infocom. Uh, it, it wasn't, I, I got stuck having to go see clients and and deal with things and deal with kids. All of those things uh, just, just make it a very different experience, but it was a good one. Well, and and let, let, yeah, go ahead.
1: So I would, I agree with Matt, the fact that, you know, you've, when you're, we have to learn how to do a virtual event. So, so even blocking out the time so that your regular business isn't encroaching on your time to do this event. And when you're online doing it, um, I literally had a consultant call my cell phone because he's trying to get into our virtual booth, not figuring it out because we have to think about for us as an exhibitor, it's different and change is hard, but also for our attendees, change is hard. Right. And, and so we have to guide that. I, you know, I think if I could do it over again, I think about, okay, how do we prep them in how to do this and to get to us and do some education there. I mean, I can see a lot of blogs coming out now, like how to do a virtual trade show, right? As an exhibitor, as attendee, et cetera. Like we've had all these blogs about how to work from home. Uh, you know, so we're going to, I think we're going to start seeing more of that. And, and as an exhibitor, we learn a lot. We learned a lot this week of how we'll do with these other events coming up in the next few months.
0: I'm, I'm just writing down that blog idea just for the record. So, um, Mr. Caldera, from from your standpoint, both from a, 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 a attendee as also somebody who did a session, what is what is one thing that you were like? This is this is a home run, and what's one area that you that you can give to Dave to take back to the team and say, you know, this is an idea for you guys to to maybe do do a little bit different.
5: Well, I don't know if it's take back to Dave to do different. I would say that um, that might fall on the exhibitors, right? Because I but I think it's a learning curve because no one knows how to do the virtual trade show thing, right? It's it's how do we uh, make that interactivity with the exhibitors, you know, engaging, right? How do you uh, answer questions? How do you see product? How do you, you know, just, I think the innovation that we're going to see on that front would be where I think a, a good focus will be, right? Of course, uh, something to help you on how to guide you on to get into things would be, would be easy as well. From a session standpoint, I think that was a home run because um, like you said, you know, lots of people that wouldn't normally attend can attend. It's very easy to jump around and, and to go from one to the next to the next. Uh, I think that was a definite home run. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Matt, what's the, what's one area that you think that was, was absolutely just, you know, stellar.
3: Uh, again, just the, the way that the community came together. Which by having the, the the matchmaking side, by having uh, so many of the the Avixa folks really active on on social media really helped because, you know, when you get into the matchmaking side, it's it still contained to that that environment. When you when you get on a chat in a session, it's still contained to that environment. So you you can participate while you're in that room, but it was also great to, you know, participate in that room and see other people on Twitter talking about that room. Uh, or, or, or what have you. The uh, To echo Jeremy's point a little bit, the one thing that I, I would have loved to see, and, and again, we all know that we're, we're doing this from scratch, um, but just maybe some of those primer videos of, hey, if you're trying to join a session, this is what you do with the fancy, you know, putting Aaron on video, walking through doing it. Um, and maybe you did and I just couldn't find it. Uh, but but those things are, are, are always really really helpful to, to see but uh, again I'm I'm super super impressed with how well this was dare I say pulled off uh, in the the, the short kind of two three months uh, yeah that was
5: impressive that just the span of time to, yeah. to put that together yeah
3: yeah yeah to get something that that was this polished and maybe maybe there was a ton of issues on the back end that we'll never know about but on the front end we didn't see it and, and that was, I, I know even for myself, I had one minor issue where I couldn't get into something and I shot at an email thinking that I'm not going to hear from them for, you know, till today and within two minutes I got an email back yeah go here, go here. If you have trouble, we'll do it for you. I'm like, that is fantastic. And, and, and you know, again, as in that role as a presenter to have that peace of mind that I could shoot out, say, Hey, I'm confused with something and instantly get feedback. I don't know if i've had feedback that quick if we had been in las vegas in a room <laughs> that's
0: that's a good point and, and i i will put my my two cents in and i don't know i i do know how to how to recreate this in in a hybrid event but one of the things that i found fascinating and a, a nice surprise was the um, engagement in the chat room um both from Megan Dutta and I, my buddy from SCN, her and I did a session uh, on Almost Famous, the technologies that are coming up, and then Matt and Neto and I did a session. Both of those chat rooms were absolutely fantastic. Uh, the feedback that we got, um, everything from Emil making little pictures of, of me and Megan, which, with little thought bubbles, those were fantastic. But just seriously, the, the, the feedback we were getting uh, and the chatter as a presenter and somebody who's presented at Infocom before and in ISC. You don't get that from the audience, right? People are pretty respectful. They're, they're going to sit there. They're going to you know, listen to you. And at the end, they might ask questions. This was going on while we're presenting. And I think that part of it actually added to the experience, both from a, 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 a yeah. presenter standpoint, but also as an attendee, as I attended some of the other sessions.
3: You, you know, one of the things that I, I, I really hope doesn't get push to the wayside or, or overlooked going forward as we hopefully get into, <coughs> excuse me, uh, more in-person events again, is just that recorded aspect. Because as we've all known, you, you get out on a show floor and you've got a limited amount of time. You're never going to get to every session you want to see, let alone even usually half the sessions you want to see the, the manner in which these ones are, are going to be made available at least for a while is is fantastic and you know, I know there's logistical issues uh with with making that happen in an, in a live setting uh but anything we can do to continue to just make information available is is, is going to be fantastic
0: absolutely and these will be up until august i believe go ahead mike
3: i mean just one point there is no substitute for
2: face-to-face events and that's you know that's what's going to happen in the future but what we're all learning from this is actually adding a digital element to do exactly as what Jeremy's saying there. Oh, sorry, Matt, uh, that, uh, um, you know, it's there afterwards for people to engage with, uh, bringing people in afterwards to actually see a session and engage in chat and discuss it. Um, Because when you're there, you may have missed it, but someone says, well, did you miss that one? You should have seen that. And I go home and I go online and get that experience and can actually discuss it with people. So what we've really learned is that, we need to actually add this element to shows in the future yeah. um to what extent that's still a learning curve we're going through um you know how much how much we actually add to it but certainly we have to add elements of this to the shows to enhance the experience for the people who are there and the people who may not be able to come there yeah, for various reasons
4: absolutely yeah i'm going to layer on it just for a second um you know, I think I don't think we learned that we need to have the content online or available. I think we've always known that. I think what we've learned is that our fears about doing that are no longer justified. I think, I mean, the little secret that that you don't hear is the reason that show organizers don't put that content online is because they're afraid you won't come if it's online. And I think what we figured out is you're gonna come and you're coming for a lot other reasons than just to sit in the session. As much as being in the session is important to you, there's a lot of other value you're extracting from physically being present in the show. And so we don't have to do either or anymore. Um, we, can, we can do both. That, that to me is I think the real lesson here.
0: That right there is going to be a great place to end it. I thank you all so much for your time. Uh, Corey Schaefer, thank you. Uh, How do people get a hold of you or QSC? Uh, qsc
1: QSC.com. Corey Schaefer on uh, all the socials.
0: Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Caldera, thank you, sir.
5: Yeah, Glad to be here.
0: How do people get a hold of you or IAS?
5: Uh, IAStechnology.net or uh, Jeremy underscore Caldera at the Twitter and... I don't know, whatever, you can Google, you'll find it. It means collapsed volcano, just for the record. That will come up to uh, in a Google <laughs> Mr. Mr. Blackman,
2: thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, you can find us at uh, iseurope.org. And uh, if you want to shoot something to me at Twitter, it's IAC uh, um, underscore Mike. Um, or just Google me.
0: You should Google him. He has the best stories, just for the record. Uh, I've said that for years. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mister Lobuscus, thank you, sir. And thank you for hosting us this week.
4: Uh, it's my pleasure, Tim. Always great to be here. And we were joking that I'm starting to hang out with you every Friday. It seems like um, uh, I'm perfectly okay with that. Just for the record, <laughs> Joey Joey Lloyd may not be, but you know, yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. It's uh, vixa dot org. Uh, I am uh, tweeting at David Labuskis, and if you uh, want to email me or call me, it's it's pretty easily to find me. All right, very good. And Mr. Scott, thank you, sir. Thank
3: you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott here at AV Nation, or at OmegaAudioVideo.com. Right,
0: very good. Uh, for me, don't follow me on the Twitters because I'm still celebrating the one year anniversary of the Blues beating the Bruins uh, to win their first ever Stanley Cup one year ago. Just for the record, we were all in Orlando. I was in Orlando. Um, and uh, we go by the website. Uh, Lenora Elaine, and our, our fantastic uh, staff have put together a brand spanking new website. Uh, I'm very proud of it, but I didn't do a darn thing except for say yes. Uh, but they did a lot of work to check that out also while you're there check out our underwriter section these are the folks who help us financially help us bring you AV Week and our coverage of info.com uh, and coming up uh, CDN QSC is one of those and we thank them for their support uh, also uh, check out our brand spanking new uh, newsletter you can subscribe for that at the new website so all that and more at avnation.tv avnation.tv thanks so much for listening thank you so much for watching that's all the time we have for
2: AV Week Hold mm-hmm. on.